0: everybody this is chris limonati with BroBible.com and i am here with the one and only matt cardona matt what's up man
1: i'm actually uh, i'm on the neck store.com trying to get this super shredder limited edition figure um there's, there's too much traffic it's not working i am flipping out here i'm trying to do an interview i'm trying to get this figure the checkout's not working i'm panicking i'm panicking
0: is, is, is it harder now because everybody is home and like everybody? i think so
1: 100 percent. 100 percent. and uh it's, it's crazy, these, these collectibles, these toys, they're not just for little kids anymore. There's people our age, adults buying these things. And it's a big deal if something goes up for, for pre-order online, it's, it's nuts.
0: That, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, so let's start off with that. For the past, let's see, they launched last Monday. I cannot find any of the new AEW figures. Right. I've been to four Walmarts. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I don't like to go to one Walmart, I had to go to right. four. <laughs> sure. So I mean, I'm sure you maybe had an inside to get. Well, it I
1: mean, you know, if I have a, a podcast called the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, one of our sponsors is Ringside Collectibles, so they had the AEW figures in a little early, so mm-hmm. I was able to get uh, those. But I, I love the thrill of the hunt, so I was in Walmarts, too looking for the figures. I was able to find the ring and the belt, but no figures yet.
0: You know, I was I was going to ask you about that. Is going and hunting and looking for a figure as much fun as when it comes to your house and doing an unboxing? Like 100%. Just,
1: this, this collecting is my drug, you know? So it's like the highest high finding a figure in the stores um, if you're really looking for it. But trust me, there's a lot of lows. Going, driving everywhere, you know, hoping it's going to be there, and not being there. Somebody saying it's there. So you're, you get all excited and you drive there, it's not there. Or now there's these websites like BrickSeek where it will tell you what's in stock. You go there. It's still not there. Mm-hmm. So when you find something in the wild, um, even when you're not expecting it, I think that's the best part when you're not expecting it. Like, oh, my God, this is here. Or if you're going to, like, a vintage toy store, um, that's really cool. But, yeah, I mean, the thrill of the hunt, it's real, baby.
0: Now, now when you, used to, when you go back when we could all travel town to town, when you went town to town, did you go to, like, different stores to go hunt for stuff?
1: Oh, 100%. You know, when I was on the road with WWE, I'd always, you know, I would go on Yelp. I'd I Yelp, you know, a Denny's, a gym, and a vintage toy store. You know what I'm saying? You always got to look.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of vintage toy stores, I want to show you my most recent find that okay. I got the day. And what made it so special to me was I had one as a kid, and I sold it like a moron. But I came across...
1: Oh, that's a uh, a major Reservoir Podcast Hall of Fame figure right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I got this for seven bucks. It's in pretty good shape. I had Hawk and Animal. Right. I got rid of them as a kid. I stupidly—I mean, did you do that? (laughs) Did you you sell yours or?
1: So, like, all my childhood ones. Even as a kid, I was obsessed with figures and with wrestling. So I kept them as a kid. But then when I, you know, grew up and I needed some adult figures, I sold my childhood ones that were all banged up and now have like the mint condition ones. I'm a big uh, believer in letting them breathe, opening them up. So I have all my figures. The majority of them are out of the package, which I guess the value is not there. But I don't really buy these things to, uh, to resell them.
0: Yeah, you don't care about that. You just care about having the figure, right?
1: Right. I mean, have I ever bought a figure with the intention of reselling it? Yes. But the majority of the time, it's for me and for my personal collection, my toy room. Uh, my toy room, it's just wall to wall to wall to wall, all toys. And I walk in there and people say, well, what do you do in there? And sometimes I just like to rearrange things like that's the adult uh, version of playing is like you know, reorganizing your figures, I think.
0: Right. There are, I mean, there are worse addictions to have.
1: Right. For sure. I mean, this is definitely my addiction. And uh, I'm in. I'm all in, baby.
0: Uh, um, actually, someone asked online, uh, I put up that I was going to talking to you today and people asked questions. Someone wanted to know, rough estimate, how many figures do you think you have?
1: I couldn't even tell you over thousands, thousands for sure. Uh, too many. Um, when I, I moved from from New York to Orlando a little over three years ago, my, my goal was, okay, I'm going to have one room. I'm going to take one of these spare bedrooms, it's not a big room, maybe 10 by 10. That's going to be my toy room and that's it. If it doesn't fit in the toy room, it's got to go. I have since turned my, office into a toy room kind of and then my garage it's like a toys r us warehouse
0: (laughs) you know it's everything
1: that doesn't fit in the toy room so it's it's out of control
0: well now it feels like you have to have a podcast like interview room to do stuff so has that become the toy room like what well so
1: my, my toy room i don't know if you're familiar with scott hall razor Ramon. he has that patented like scott hall walk like you got to do that into my toy room because the door will hit a shelf you got to do that scott hall walk into the toy room there's no room for anything so the podcast uh takes place where we are now in my office which okay. has a lot of toys in it <laughs>
0: okay is there a desk yeah. in there
1: <laughs> there, I, there is a real desk we're on a desk right now so there's a desk
0: does the desk have toys in it? <laughs> on it. <laughs> on it, not in it. Okay, that's fair. It's on it. That's, fair. that's like, fair. We all do different things. Your office. Sure. Toys. It's yeah.
1: Awesome. yeah. Um,
0: going back to the buying stuff, uh, have you ever bought a figure specifically just to trade it to somebody else for something they had?
1: Um, not really, but sometimes like I, for instance, let's say this just happened to me with some Ninja Turtles figures. I was looking for this uh, Rocksteady and Bebop but Mm -hmm. the guy had uh, all four Turtles and Rocksteady Bebop but only sell it as a set. Mm -hmm. So I sold my four Turtles to, you know, I bought these guys. I had to buy these Turtles just to really flip those Turtles just to get the Rocksteady Bebop. So stuff like that happens often, but uh, I usually don't buy things knowing that someone else is going to need it because the majority of the time, like, it sounds horrible to say, but I'm the Michael Jordan of wrestling figure collecting. (laughs) Uh, Nobody really has – you know, things that I need. And if they do, they don't have it for long. (laughs) So are
0: we ever going to see like a last dance type documentary on your toy figures?
1: It might have to happen. It might have to happen because believe it or not, there is drama and controversy in the toy business. Not everybody loves me in the toy business. There's a lot of haters out there. A lot of people don't like, a lot of people don't like Matt Cardona in the toy business.
0: Let's talk about that. Why?
1: Okay. Number one. Uh, So when Brian Myers and I started the major wrestling figure podcast, Mm um you know we started you know we were two wwe superstars who you know we had access to companies like mattel or the ear of people who were running other toy companies so we had like this like insider knowledge we were calling each other the michael jordan and the scotty pippen and there were some other people out there who had wrestling for podcasts who a thought we copied them you can't listen you can't invent podcasts. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has something, right? It's all one hobby, all one community. So that's ridiculous anyway. But people think they really believe that I think I have the best collection ever, the best collection in the world. It's, that's not true. It's just a gimmick. I don't really think I'm the Michael Jordan <laughs> of wrestling. collecting. It's a catchphrase to sell more toys, sell shirts. <laughs> um, but people, you know, people don't like that. People also don't like that I will open up. I'll, I'll buy a rare figure, right? Or hard to get figure and I I'll, I'll let them breathe on camera. I'll ri- I'll destroy that box mm-hmm. and people are pissed. People are pissed, but I don't care. I'm not buying this to resell it. I'm buying it for me and they don't like that I'm taking one. It's they're treating it like an endangered species, you know? Like I'm just ripping open something and now they're like, "Oh my god, now there's only 125 left in the world." Like, I don't
0: care. <laughs> so, who so who gives uh who gets a little more into it? Wrestling fans or toy fans? Like who's a little bit more like really Hard
1: to deal with. <laughs> oh man, it, it's bad because with the with the podcast, you have wrestling fans, right, <laughs> who are diehards, and then if you're a wrestling toy fan, you're a real diehard. Okay. you know what I'm saying? So good or bad. So you're either really into us uh-huh. or you really hate us.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you have heat for uh, <laughs> for toy. I mean, I guess you would anything.
1: It's unbelievable. I, I I got a package to my house a couple of days ago, and it had uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago by now, and it just had the the catchphrases. That, and slogans of the other wrestling podcasts, like all over the package like give these guys credit like oh, because i bought something off ebay and ha- here's the thing now now if i'm buying something off ebay i'd say nine times out of ten they recognize the name and they know where it's going so um, probably not the smartest thing for me
0: <laughs> no We need like a po box and an alias <laughs>
1: I do have a P.O. box. Well, my alias was my real name for a while. because
0: (laughs) You ruined that. (laughs) Right. I ruined that.
1: Uh, And I do have the P.O. box, but I'm too lazy to go there. It's like 20 minutes away. (laughs) I'd I'd rather just come to the house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever – did you ever pitch like an angle where like you did something with figures on TV? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know
1: no no I, we, i'll i tell you what we did pitch for the podcast to be a wwe thing while we were still right. there and they wanted nothing of it they didn't see the vision you know we wanted a wwe network show about toys they didn't see the vision which thank god they didn't because we did it on our own and now it's ours and hmm. you know when we got released from wwe it would have became theirs you know so thank god we're doing it on our own like listen i love figures i i love bringing awareness because listen it, it's 2020 now uh you know remember 40 year old virgin that guy was a loser he was a virgin and he had all these toys like i it's cool now i'm not a virgin you know what i'm saying it's cool so if adults can you know proudly collect comics or play video games why can't they collect figures that's all i'm saying
0: yeah i mean there's no there's no difference in like you said like anything that you collect like people there's there's odder things that people collect like you go to a house and they have like 20 animals on the wall animal heads like to me that's way weirder than like a figure of uh, arrest right. you
1: know. like to me like i'm not a car guy so i think it's weird if someone has like a bunch of expensive cars to me i think that's a waste of money but right. i know they come in my toy room like oh my god you have this rhythm and blues great the hammer valentine prototype why would you spend that much money on it i get it i understand why people think i'm crazy i get it uh-huh. but it's my passion my hobby you know i'm not judging others they shouldn't judge me
0: you know what's the um what's the like one white whale that you don't have yet that you want to get
1: um, there's a couple things that are rumored to be out there, but we don't know. There's uh, the underground wrestling for your community. It's it's pretty, it's it's small, but it's it's powerful. So there's a lot of collectors out there that are very private. So some things that, you know, you hear rumors that it might be out there and there's, there's rumors that there's this uh, Hasbro diesel figure that was never released. Now, I do have the unreleased head and the drawing. So there's some sort of proof but yeah. I have heard that there's an actual hand-painted sample of it. So if that ever came out, um, I would go nuts. So
0: it's an actual – like somebody has the prototype before it ever became – it didn't even become that, the
1: prototype. That is – because it never came out. But someone there, – there are rumors that someone owns the prototype, and now I own a prototype – an unpainted prototype head, so I know it got to that stage. Yeah. And I have the, the, the official Hasbro drawing, so I know it got to that stage. Did it get to the next stage? Right. We'll find out soon.
0: It was it because he jumped to WCW, like what happened? No, it
1: was because the, the Hasbro lost the toy line uh, in like 95. So there's a final set that never came out that was rumored for years. It was always rumored. And over the past couple of years, we found the drawings. I say we, the wrestling figure community has found the drawings and a lot of the heads. And then uh, last year, two of the uh, hand painted prototypes popped up. Uh, a Doink the Clown and Alex Luger. And I lost the Lex Luger on eBay and it, it broke my heart. The guy, he got me, he, he sniped me last minute, but thank God he did. It was an expensive figure. So I'm glad what, what's, with that Lex Luger. Um, the guy, I had a suspicion that the guy was buying this just to try to flip it back on me. Mm-hmm. And I was correct. He bought it, held onto it for a couple months and then tried to sell it to me for like with $5,000 added to the price tag. I said, no, thanks, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, let's say, you know, um, I saw on your timeline that you posted, um, so Kamala passed away yesterday. Yes. When something like that happens, does that change the value of his toys? Like, does, do people start looking for his toys more?
1: I think uh, temporarily, but I think long-term, it'll, it'll kind of, like, even out. Okay. Um, you know, so I think right now, it's fresh in the minds. And, and not just when someone dies. When something, you know, uh, for instance, there was a show called The Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Um, it's a very cool show, and there was an episode on New Jack. So all of a sudden, all those new jack figures like went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Will it eventually settle down? I think so. but it, you know it's supply and demand maybe, you know that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Do, do stuff like do figures like this tend to go for more because AWA really didn't put it together any you know yeah, so
1: there there are a couple AWA figures that I don't have and um, not only do I not have them, I don't even know where to get them. like okay. they're that hard to get. Mm-hmm. So like, of course they're on like my save search listing. It's like uh, AWA of like the chic. Uh, I'm trying to think. I go to my save searches and see, and okay, see who okay. it is. Did you, that, uh, no, did you
0: get that figure? Like, did you get the Ninja Turtle one?
1: N- no, I, I stopped trying.
0: Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> the, it, I'm trying right now. It keeps, uh, let's see here. It's They're saying too many people are, I'm on a virtual line, whatever that means. That okay. means they're probably not going to get it. I'll, I'll just have to get it on eBay. Did,
0: do they make you wear a mask on the virtual line? Is that how it works?
1: <laughs> I'm just pressing check out, check out, check out. Nothing's happening now. You probably so. bought
0: fifty and you don't even realize it. I'll take it,
1: baby. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> so you're the safe search. Uh, I used to have as a kid, I remember I had the fabulous ones. They yes. Had to go with the Road Warriors. Yes. And I feel like I had one more guy from the AWA line. I don't remember who it was. And it the the one that drives me nuts to this day, so um a friend of the family used to drive he used to work for a limo service and he used to take wrestlers from so I'm right in the middle of Jersey and okay. I'm like forty five minutes from Philly, like an hour and fifteen from New York. So he used to take limo he used to drive guys limo back and forth to whatever wherever they were going. Uh he drove Flair like all the time. Oh wow. And one time he was nice enough. So he went to the store, got me the nineteen ninety one, like I think it was like ninety one ish. Flair had Flair autograph the box, gave it to me. I don't know where the
1: hell
0: I put yeah. it. God knows where. And, like, at right. the time, I was like, this is awesome. And then, like, you just kind of – like, I think, like, a lot of times, like, collectors are happy for morons like me who,
1: <laughs> like – Right, for sure. –
0: pay attention to right. things that stuff comes out. Have you, ever, uh, have you ever done the yard sale thing? You ever go to people's yard sales?
1: So, like, I found some crazy things in yard sales. Uh, I haven't gone recently, but I remember, like, back in the day, um, I found – or my grandma actually found for me at a yard sale sale like some of the wfljns and at the time this is like pre-internet i didn't even know these guys existed Mm -hmm. and she was able to find some of the harder to get ones i was like oh my god uh and i still have those 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 childhood ones i still have to this day because like the the later series were only released in canada and they're super hard to get i don't even know how this guy had them. i think they were just like mail away you can like mail away from them in like old wrestling magazines um, but yeah, to this day, like you, even on eBay, you can find, someone doesn't know what they have, they list it. And if you're able to find it quick, just buy it now, baby.
0: Yeah. I feel like you have, you have to do the legwork. You have to look for the guys who worked for the companies back in the day.
1: Yes. And yes. they
0: somehow hung on to prototype right. drawings and things like that.
1: Yeah. So that's what I've done. Cause I've gotten into a lot of pre-production stuff lately. And that's ex- exactly what you said. You have to find the old employees. And that's where I've gotten a lot of my high profile stuff is, you know, employee x goes in his garage and finds his box of stuff mm-hmm. doesn't want it anymore and he's like let's just get rid of this yeah. you know and, and and you know you still have to pay a decent price for it because they're not stupid they know what they have right. but uh you know if you if you find it and you're dealing with this guy person to person and not in some crazy ebay bidding war mm-hmm. you'll get a better deal
0: yeah. yeah and and i always feel like those guys like they give two shits about what they have like it's in a box somewhere in their house Right, right. Oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think nowadays people are kind of more aware, but definitely like the early two thousands, people mm. were were just unloading. Mm. Like there's this guy Ron Rudat from Hasbro was just kind of like unloading his stuff. People were getting it for dirt cheap.
0: Mm. Um, if you could give anybody advice, like if they wanted to get into collecting today and you wanted to give them some advice, what would you say?
1: Patience. Do the opposite of what I have. Have some <laughs> patience, you know. Uh, you know, kinda what I do is I have like a little checklist of what I'm looking for. You always need to have that, that mental list or that checklist. And then on eBay, you know, save, save searches are key. You can search something and then save it. And then literally every day you can go and see if there's anything new. And, you know, that's when you'll find something, you know, for, for a quick buy. If it's something really hard to get, if you're one of the first people to see it, you can buy it now right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, whole, the bidding on stuff, it's tough because, you know, who knows how high it's going to go. Um, but definitely be patient if you're trying like let's say you're trying to build the, the AWA line. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, wait for a good price, you know, like and it's fun. The journey is fun. You know what I'm saying? And that way too, it, it's something to look forward to. If you get them all in a month or two months, well then what? Then you're gonna have to collect something else. But if you if you're slowly building towards something, you have this goal in mind. It's like anything in life. You have this goal, you set this goal and you work hard for it, uh, you know, the payoff at the end is great.
0: Um what's the uh Oh, god damn it I just had a question and it just totally zoomed out of my head um, <laughs> oh oh what what's one piece in your collection that you would never get rid of no matter how much money
1: Um, there's this Greg the Hammer Valentine rhythm and blues Hasbro figure mm-hmm. uh, it's a prototype it never came out in I don't know the exact date but it was an early 90s WWF magazine if you flip the cover there was a Toys R Us ad Mm-hmm. showing the new tag teams. It was like the Bushwhackers, Demolition, uh, the Rockers, and Hockey Talk Man and Greg Valentine, Rhythm and Blues. Um, you go to the store, you know, Rockers are there, Demolition, Bushwhackers are all there, but the Rhythm and Blues aren't there. Hockey Talk Man eventually comes out by himself. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I thought, oh, man, I just never found this this two-pack. I need it. And mm-hmm. then later on, you find out, like, through through uh, toy magazines and then the, the early days of the internet that it was unreleased, never came out. But I was able, like you said, by finding a Hasbro employee, he had that Greg the Hammer Valentine from that Toys R Us ad. Oh, he had it in a box. He, went, he posted it on some Facebook group, like a bird's eye view of this box he found in his garage or his basement of all this stuff. And like a hawk, I could spot that Greg foot. <laughs> you know, he, he, he wasn't even showcased. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, and then eventually I bought the entire lot of, of things from him. And that, that's when I took some things and I sold them but I, and I kept what I wanted because that was more of an investment. It was like a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, I flipped everything that I didn't want, ended up making money and keeping the things I did want, uh, including that Greg the Hammer Valentine, which is my number one. And it's weird because, like, I'm not, like, a Greg the Hammer Valentine fan. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Like, I'm not, not a fan, you know, I, I don't dislike it, but I'm not like, oh, my God, he's my favorite. It's that figure, you know what I'm saying? It's that, yeah. that rhythm and blues, that figure I never had as a kid, I thought came out and never did, and that's why it's my prized possession.
0: It's kind of like you're like the Indiana Jones of the – Exactly, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're finding lost treasures. Right. That when, you know, um, the uh, – Jibber, you had all the wrestling buddies, right? Those big – Absolutely,
1: 100%. Oh, those, yeah.
0: Those worth anything? No. Yeah.
1: Uh, they are actually, if you get them in the package, you know, in the, in the package, and they're still fluffy because if you play with them, they, come, they become very, very flat, you right. know what I'm saying, over time. So if you get them on eBay, um, and, and all mine, my childhood ones got destroyed because I would wrestle with them on the trampoline in the backyard. So I have rebought them. Um, a good trick, though, is if you, if you get it, it's a little dirty, just put it in a pillowcase and put it in your washing machine a couple times and let it air dry as good as new
0: oh wow look at that like yeah, look at that Matt, yeah. Matt handing out some tricks here some water. that's right I like it uh how many how many of your own figures do you think you
1: own Ooh. so I own every this is kind of weird so I'm a collector uh of stuff so I try to collect everything Matt Cardona Zack Ryder uh, whether it be figures or tops cards uh you know I'm, I'm not John Cena you know what I'm saying so it's it's easier for me to collect everything of mine it's easier to keep track right uh, i do uh, fortunately i've had a, a a great career so i have a lot of weird items like i have zach Ryder slippers mm-hmm. or a garden gnome like some ridiculous <laughs> things and all all that is in like a there it's just in storage in my garage but i at least have one of everything uh that i know of i'm sure there's a couple things i don't even know exist some overseas stuff mm-hmm. you know but uh for my figures i probably have about like 20 different figures and I have them all. And then now with the, the major wrestling figure podcast, we're producing our own action figures, yeah, which is like an absolute dream of mine.
0: What What was it like the first time you saw yourself in action figure form?
1: Oh, I, it was, it was amazing because it's something that, you know, I think every kid who wants to be a wrestler dreams of is, you know, being in a video game, having an action figure. And, and I, you know, I think if you're a wrestler and you get an action figure, that's cool. But if you're a, a wrestling figure fan, who's a wrestler, who gets an action figure, it's right. even cooler, you know,
0: that's true. Well, I, and I don't know if you ever thought about it this way, but what does it feel like? So you see yourself as an action figure, but what does it feel like to know, like there's some kid on Christmas morning who opens up the Matt Cardona action figure and is like, oh yes! And like gets crazy excited about that.
1: It, it's such a really cool experience. And, and now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only 35, but I, I've been, you know, in the business for a long time now. So there, there are people that I know who are in the business, in the wrestling business, who are pretty successful, who, you know, in their early teens i was their favorite wrestler there's one there's one wrestler who you know who dressed up as me for halloween you know and now is in the business so it, it's crazy it makes me feel really old that's crazy. I, but, but then i gotta not. remind myself you're, you're <laughs> only 35 you're only 35
0: yeah you're not that old yeah. yeah that's what it is uh so let's talk about wrestling for a couple minutes since you know that is your main profession um sure so a uh, aw is that a full-time contract how's that working
1: yeah, so I only have a couple of dates uh, signed, uh, but I didn't. I didn't go there just to get a new T-shirt. You know, I I, I I'm there for the, the long haul. That's the goal. That's the plan. Uh, to to show the world what I can do to win some championships and to have some fun. And it's a great environment there. Uh, you know, the past two weeks I was there. I loved it. It was great. Um, it was you know it was weird being like the new kid in school. You know, meeting all these new these new friends and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, the the reception online has been great. Of course, a couple haters, whatever. It's life. going to happen. But uh, I was very happy with my performance, and I can't wait to do more with them.
0: Um, you know, people always concentrate on the negative that's happened with the COVID-19 thing. Have there been any positives, like, with wrestling? Uh, you're not wrestling in front of a big audience anymore, but it's probably not as hard on your body because you're not going out there night in, night out.
1: Right. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, uh, of course the the situation of this world not just the wrestling business but this world it's crazy something none of us could have predicted and we're all adjusting to it right we're all adjusting to it in our own way um and you know with the major wrestling figure podcast we were afraid like oh no like what's gonna happen with like our our podcast like our our main you know our business model is like people buying figures and wanting to buy our merchandise and stuff like that i I can't the, the the business has has boomed for the mm-hmm. podcast, I think people are—they just want—they just want to, you know, they want an escape. They want some content. They want to consume content. They want an escape from reality. So they've been like listening to our podcast. We have a subscription service. It's—it's it's unbelievable. Uh, so I thank our fans for that. But you know, I think when everything turns around and the wrestling business, you know, and there's fans in the seats, we can do more independent shows and you know stuff like that. I think the wrestling business is going to be hotter than ever because the wrestlers are excited, the fans are excited, and you know they just want to see wrestling
0: yeah i mean uh prior to covid I, I can't even remember the last live show that i went to but when it's over like i'm buying a ticket to whatever comes 100 percent, exactly
1: you, you have <laughs> to go what
0: is. like i'm going right. <laughs> and it's just that's all there is to it um right what um when you first got into the wrestling business what was like the best piece of advice what have you carried with you the entire time
1: i think you know like the the old expression of like you know ears open, mouth shut, you know, like I, I was taught, you know, I hate saying like back in my day, but it, you know, I was, I was learned, I was taught and I learned like just respect the business. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes a long way you know what i'm saying like mikey whipbrick my original trainer or or bill demott who trained me in deep south wrestling like i think they they taught me the the fundamentals of how to survive this business mm-hmm. and you know uh bill demott made me very mentally tough where nobody cuz there's going to be a lot of highs and lows there's going to be a lot of mind games a lot of politics and you can't let things get to you and if they get to you you can't show it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you can't sell it you got to you know you got to keep moving forward and you know this this I wasn't really taught, but I think it's very important is that you can't just love, whether it's wrestling or whatever job you're in, you can't just love it when things are going your way. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to love it when you're the champion and you're undefeated and you're on every pay-per-view. It's easy to love it that way, right? You got to love it when it sucks. You got to love it when you hit rock bottom. You you just got to love everything about it because when you get that opportunity and you make the most of it and you get a great moment it's so much sweeter you know what i'm saying if you if you want it so bad you're clawing for it you're digging for it you're working your ass off for it and i think you appreciate it that much more and that's kind of just like you know the 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 story of my career you know like always being ready and that's my hashtag my cute little hashtag on social media always ready right but i believe it you know if you want an opportunity and then you finally get it well shit you better be fucking ready for it Right, you know. Right. So, and you don't know. Some of us don't know when that opportunity is going to be. Mm-hmm. So you always got to be ready. You always got to do the work. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that one hundred percent. Not just in wrestling, but in life. Um,
0: what's the uh, what's the worst piece of advice you ever got? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you don't have a single one. <laughs> yeah, I. I,
1: I <laughs> or if you, I want. don't know if anyone ever gave me bad advice, not but purpose, I do think
0: they kind of told right, you, like. I, oh, I,
1: I, I do think that if you ask too many people for advice, mm-hmm. that's bad. Because here's the thing. You can't please everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm asking you for advice and you, you take your time and you give me advice, but then I don't use it, mm-hmm. well, why did I waste your time? Why did you bother, you know, giving me your knowledge? So if you ask too many people, mm-hmm. right, and the next, for instance, if I'm wrestling, if I have a match, right, and I – first of all, here's another thing. Am, you know when the match is over if you had a good match or not. Yeah. You, know, you know, right? But some people, they just want to – they want, and some people do genuinely want advice, and I understand that. So this is not geared towards that, but the, the people who are like kissing butt and brown-nosing, if you ask every single – if you ask 10 different people backstage, mm-hmm. they're all going to give you different advice because there's – wrestling is like there's different flavors of ice cream. You know, Everyone has a different flavor, a different mm-hmm. style, what they like to see. So the next time you go out, there's no way you're going to be able to make all those people happy. You know what I'm saying? So I think you should only ask someone advice if you truly, truly want their opinion. I don't think you should ask people advice just to be oh, I'm going to ask so-and-so advice. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the point?
0: Right. If you see one of the younger guys, uh, if you're watching a match or something, would you be the type of person that goes up and kind of tells them, or would you wait and see if they ask?
1: Um, Listen, like, if it's something so drastic, I think maybe I would say something. Mm -hmm. But I would say majority, I would just let them come to me if they wanted my advice Mm -hmm. um it's like it's like when you're in the gym and and you see someone like with horrible horrible form and not like you know some like egomaniac guy who's just trying to get the weight up like some kid you know he's new to the gym and you you just know he doesn't know right so i I always get to like do i say something to him Uh you know hey bud you're doing it wrong not that i'm like the form police but like because i want to help him out um Maybe I should do that more often. <laughs> I've always noticed. You ever noticed it's always the lat pull-down machine? Oh, lat. I was thinking, that's what I'm thinking. Lat pull-down. It's, like, it's like, like this. Or like, like
0: yeah. No, like you can even see it's right in front of you. Like in most swims. <laughs> the lat, it's right there. Like you're just pulling down. Like or people. Right. I've always, I've always seen the guys. The one guys I will say something to is the, the, the guys who like take it. And they're almost like pushing it down. Yeah. Like that dynamite <laughs> or something. And they're like yeah. trying to get yeah. it touch the seat i'm like
1: but right. what, what muscle
0: do you think is working?
1: <laughs> right
0: you know so those guys so if you see somebody really doing something bad
1: you right say something.
0: <laughs> um, so to uh kind of like wrap it up um for the figure trading thing like what do you what are you looking most forward to getting back to normal once the world gets back to normal like what's the first are you gonna like hit as many walmarts as you can for stuff like what are you gonna do to make things feel back to normal
1: yeah I mean luckily, you know I've been going to like Walmart's down here in, in Florida and stuff like that, but i would I would like like some just to 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 wrestle in different different states and check out the vintage toy stores yeah. in different states. That was almost, always so much fun is like you know if I'm on the road, find a different gym to work out in or, or yeah. find a different toy store that was always so much fun because you never know what you're going to find in these toy stores
0: yeah are you going to take the pot on the road once things
1: that's another thing we, 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 you know, we've done a couple of live shows and, you know, because of the pandemic, we had to cancel what was going to be our biggest live show, uh, our fifth live show WrestleMania weekend. We ended up doing it on YouTube. It was actually, it was fine. It was fun. And we did it for the fans, you know, but, um, we, we had a couple of live shows that were, you know, scheduled for the summer that we had to cancel. Mm. Um, so that, that's always the best part. I love doing the live shows because it's more. It's It's more of like a variety show than like uh, a podcast. It's crazy. Like, what's going to happen next? And it's always these diehard fans. People travel from all over the country to these shows, which blows my mind because they're always in different parts of the country. Mm -hmm. And we always try to give them something that they'll never forget and that they can't get anywhere else, you know? And like, whether it be exclusive merchandise or, you know, we we do after the show we do like uh meet and greet vips and it's not like a table and someone comes up and we sign the next like you know we're talking to each person and we're usually in a bar situations so we're all like drinking having a wild time and we try to like close down the bars with these people afterwards so it's a lot of fun and i do miss that i do miss you know meeting the fans and uh i can't wait for that
0: who's your uh ultimate pod uh guest that you want to have on
1: Ooh, that's a tough one um Ooh, that's a good question. Doesn't
0: have to, doesn't I would, have to be a, doesn't have to be a wrestler, it could be anybody. Like,
1: yeah, I, I think you know, for, for for the wrestling podcast, I would love to have like uh somebody like um maybe like a sting or rey Mysterio, somebody who I don't know if they even know of how the, the, the term is toyetic they are. Like they have so many different figures because their outfits are so colorful and so toyetic. So someone like like a Rey Mysterio, like just to hear if he knows like how valuable his triple-A Kellyan rookie uh, figure from Mexico is worth and stuff like that. I'd love to hear that.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think he does have one, but I don't think he realizes how important it is.
0: But he he probably doesn't know it's important. Right. He's probably somewhere in his house hanging up. And he doesn't even right.
1: know <laughs> that. Right. So, like, someone like that, like, like a Sting or something like that. Like, like, an, like a Bret Hart, maybe like that. Some, some one of the icons in this business who have had a lot of cool figures. And to, and to see, like, if they remember anything about them.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that would be good. I'd, I'd love to see the Sting one. Like, I was a huge Sting fan. As a growing oh, life. yeah. Yeah. So, that'd be cool. Well, Matt, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, good luck. Oh, was a lot of fun. Thank you,
1: man. Thank good you. Luck.
0: Good luck with AEW and everything you do, and I hope you get those Ninja Turtles. I hope that works out for
1: you. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it's sold out. So I got gotta go to eBay, baby.
0: <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>